Welcome to another episode of Lana and Pure's podcast. As you guys know, my podcast airs every Sunday, 6 o'clock, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Central Time. And as you guys know, every episode is available um, every Sunday after that time. Available on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, really anywhere where you get your podcasts. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far and the chapters. You know, as I mentioned before, the podcast or my podcast that I'm working on now is um, kind of like a creative space, you know, where you can talk about anything, you know, be open, no judgment, stuff like that. But for starters, or for now, I wanted to discuss my book, which is what I've been doing each episode. If you guys are just tuning in now, uh, my book is out on Amazon and Google Play on audiobooks, Kindle, paperback, and ebook. And it is about between like $4.99 for the Kindle and like $12.99 for the paperback. And it's called Tajiri, T A J I R I spaces all capital <laughs> and it's a conversation on the truth i don't mean the truth they taught you in your history class i wrote this book maybe it feels like it was so long ago but it really wasn't <laughs> and really um you know as i mentioned before each chapter kind of resonates with me you know for me personally i don't know about you guys but for me writing each of these chapters kind of touched my heart you know in a different way and so, um, really, this book came about, if you guys are just tuning in, just a little recap, <laughs> this book really came about a couple years ago, but really came to home after uh, George Floyd was murdered back in May. So I kind of just started writing since then, you know, with all the unrest going on. Um, and again, full disclosure, this book is not meant to, you know, hurt anybody or be disrespectful or, you know, offend anybody. So if you are offended or you do feel offended, you know, feel free to write me, reach out to me. Um, as well as an author, I'm also a DJ and a music producer, um, as well, and a podcaster, hence being on here. <laughs> and you can find my music and everything on all social platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, everything, at Lana Impure, uh, one word, one name, same uh, photos so you'll be able to find me. And feel free to reach out to me. I don't, you know, I'm always open for discussion. This book, me writing it, me publishing it, you know, me discussing it really wasn't meant, you know, for harm, more so for good, you know, and more so learning, you know, like a little history lesson. But um, you can find my music and I have a new EP I'm working on that's out now, which is Lot and Pure. So feel free to um, download those songs. <laughs> Especially with what's going on now, and since we're going to be, you know, inside for a little bit longer than normal, my music and this album specifies, you know, that creative bug inside you, you know. But I hope everybody's being safe and being well. And again, like I say in every episode, um, this airs every Sunday, 6 o'clock, 6.30 Eastern Central Time. Um, and as I go on with the chapters, and as I finally finish um, talking about the chapters, um, I have a big surprise for what's in store next, so stay tuned for that. As well as, um, I wanted to do the podcast audiobook, because you know, there are some people out there who like to not hold the book physically or read online, so I figure what better way is than to do audiobook. 
because if you're like me I like to listen while I'm doing stuff you know and normally I don't like you know dropping the episodes on Sunday but I feel like because I feel like Sunday is the rest rest day but I feel like what better way to start your week than listening to my podcast <laughs> so I don't want to talk too too much I just want to dive right in um so last week's episode for those of you who were just tuning in was um the lack of knowledge oh and fun fact Tajiri is actually my middle name it's Swahili and it means one who's destined to be wealthy real real stuff so this chapter is chapter nine and it is titled Our Ancestors. And I know I say this about every chapter, but this chapter really is my favorite. <laughs> All right, so let's dive right in. Now, normally, if this was any other book, I would be spending this whole chapter explaining to you why my ancestors or where they came from. But why should I do it? There have been so many other authors who have tried explaining to you the background and the history of our people, African-Americans, and yet you guys are always so confused. Why does it have to be told to you guys on multiple occasions that we built this country and that we are a huge factor in shaping what America is today? My ancestors, our ancestors, have worked so hard to build this country that you wanted so badly. And there hasn't been a moment in history that we weren't thanked, that we were never having asked, well, how do you feel about the way my ancestors treated your ancestors? Or I'm very sorry for my forefathers before me. Or is there anything I can do or learn to be better white American and to teach my kids and their kids not to hate or be discriminatory towards another race. Because everything always comes back in a full circle. The cycle or cycles can be broken and all it really takes is one person to break the streak. Hate isn't born with you when you were born. It happens and is festered into your skin over time. People breed into existence what they only know and what the things they want to stay the same. In most cases, people are old creatures of habit and mostly, when they see that old way isn't working anymore, they tend to not understand why that is. A lot of times it comes from people not wanting to accept that people are evolving and the old way of treating people or other races isn't going to work anymore. I have recently watched the movie and it's based on a book called Mandingo and this movie came out in 1975. It really struck my heart, you see, this took, right, this took it right for home for me because it showed and put slavery in a different perspective for me. One thing that struck me was that the fact that they used the N-word so many times made me sick. But what can I expect from that time and place this was happening? This whole chapter that I'm writing currently and during my time of watching Mendingo, the way they had Mammy as they go to go-to house Negro doing all the work saying yes master and no master when in reality they were so succumbed to being in the norm that they thought it was okay to just behave in any old way. They would have black slaves fighting each other for sport, as well as having little children ages two to six as pillows for their feet. In their mind, they believed that putting their feet on these little children's stomachs, it would heal them. But in reality, it was just a way for them to make us look like dogs. These fights that they would have among each other would be brutal, gross, and basically just proving or trying to make them believe that we are animals. Like this movie, there are a million other movies that showcase or try to rattle society's view on how they see black people. In every movie I have seen, or at least a few, that actually showcase the truth, there's always a mammy. Why is that? Why is there always a character that doesn't have a real name, that doesn't have her own identity when it comes to her own person? Any story you read or movie you watch, they are either calling the outside male or inside 
girl, Mammy, as if being bound and held hostage wasn't bad enough. Every day was a struggle itself. Waking up every day knowing your life is set, made, and scheduled for you. Having to get up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, working until 6, 7 o'clock at night for no pay and hard labor. Being whipped if you didn't move fast enough. Having your children ripped from your arms. Being sold somewhere else. Not knowing if you were going to live through the day. Never looking up into anyone's eyes. Being talked down to and degraded on a constant basis. Knowing there isn't much you can do but stand and sit there and take it. And even the few times you did talk back, it was your butt that was getting a whooping. Reading was illegal or unheard of by blacks during this time. Apparently, if we read anything, we were perceived as a threat to our slave owners and the people around us. Which, if you really think about it, it's insane. How does reading or using our basic rights as human warrant us as a threat? The little things in life that we ask for are harmless compared to what you made us do. Impregnating us to have mixed babies and hard workers, but when it was reversed and a white woman slept with a black man, it was disgusting and he got hung. We were labeled baboons and coons and being a sin to sleep with a black person. How twisted does that sound? It's okay for a white slave owner to sleep with the young black slaves and house slaves, but the opposite can't happen. We praise our children, label them hard workers, sell them in most cases, or if they grow up to be better than you, you can hang them. A black slave doesn't know what is right and what is wrong. All he knows is just to do his job so he doesn't get a beating. When the white woman throws herself in the black man or says the never ending, I want to see how you feel, or what's all the fuss about sleeping with the Mandingo warrior? The Mandingo term has been used for many centuries. Why that seemed to intrigue and pique the interest of the white man of society? We aren't creatures or an exhibit at a museum that you can just poke and dissect and use in whatever way you see fit. The systematic way that a young black was treated during slavery when it began in 1619 has plagued the black community for 401 plus years and still haunts us to this day. Why? Because nothing has changed. Many years go by and many presidents come and go, but yet the way African Americans have been treated still remains at large. Why is it so hard for our community to come together and lift each other up? How many times must we sing Negro hymns and take our marches for you to show you what we are equal and why as well? When will it be a time for you to march? When will it be a time for you to take a stand and be held accountable for the actions and the seeds you planted into this society? Because last time I checked, the same food items you're eating and the same buildings you're working and tearing down and rebuilding, we made possible for you to do so. My ancestors had to endure so much pain and trials that I couldn't even imagine for what Nothing good came out of it for African Americans. The only thing left us with was scars. The feeling that we always have to explain ourselves, looking over our shoulders, and racism. Still, we are disrespected, treated as if we are burdens, and discriminated solely because of our skin being darker than yours. To me, it doesn't seem fair at all. All the work we did for you for so long, the hatred, the seeds out of white people's pores is ridiculous. When all in all, we like you want to be free and want to live nicely and safely. I know for damn sure my ancestors didn't build this country for us just to have to set us back another 401 plus years. Lately, I have seen we haven't moved forward, but only sadly moved backward. In a world where a young black man has to worry about what he wears on a daily basis and to worry if his hairstyle is appropriate for a job has to stop. A person shouldn't have to alter his or her appearance so much to the point where he or she isn't himself anymore. Things have got to change. Time and time goes on by, and we just assume that people are okay and they are holding on. The struggles my ancestors went through just to survive, I wouldn't wish that on the worst enemy. 
because it wasn't needed. There could have been another way or another route to follow instead of enslaving millions and millions of people. I can say the same for the Jews in the Holocaust. That was a terrible massacre of over 6 million Jews murdered. Why? Because one race thought they were superior over another? Because one race didn't or wouldn't take the time to understand their culture? There are multiple things at play here and probably can't be answered because no one really knows. The murder of all those Jews was a terrible time in history and like slaves, they had to work from sunup to sundown. Families were separated, they didn't have any names, they just had a barcode tattooed into the wrist. White slave, while slaves were lynched and whipped, Jews were sent to gas chambers to be murdered recklessly just for being Jewish. Families and centuries of generations destroyed, all because a man in power hated another race. Families and legacies destroyed because a man couldn't understand that Germans and white Pyrrharians were not, and still not, the superior race. Adolf Hitler was a disgusting individual and destroyed lives, countries, families, divided a world that didn't need this help, and made people look through a looking glass of racism that wasn't needed. Sound familiar? As I mentioned before, everything always comes back into full circle, and things, while not most, seem to not change for the better good. You can spend hours or days trying to compare slavery to the Holocaust, and the sad truth is no one will win, because that topic isn't a topic that needs to be battled or compared. It was a terrible time in our history and books, and doesn't need to constantly be reminded. The ancestors who came before us have been forgotten in history books, have stopped being talked about in daily conversation, and not appreciated as they should. Now again, I'm not saying we need praising and accolades. What I am saying is that I know I am tired of saying the lack of respect. There is no respect given to the brown and black community, not by a long shot. I can't even say black people respect other black people because that is slowly dying out. Nobody wants to see anybody winning. They're secretly rooting for your demise. It may not be in your face, but it is behind your back. Again, this is not about the recognition of praise, but it's also about love and understanding where you came from. Because honestly, do you really think you, white people, could sit in your lily white worlds and be there comfortably if it wasn't for us? Yes, I'm taking it there. You wouldn't be off so comfortably. Yes, you have the money and the means to keep your legacy afloat, but where would you be living? Think about it. For whatever reason, in 1619, whites came across the seas and enslaved my people to build and create their great America. They didn't want to build it and work to create the vision they had in mind, so they came and took us and forced us to do it forced us to work and create a vision that wasn't our own. All over this country, we built many things. All over this country, we had to sacrifice our freedom for our ha- for your happiness and your dream. But what about our dream? What about what we wanted and what we envisioned our lives to be? The truth always comes out eventually. And the truth, real truth, about this country will be told soon enough. Books may lie as well. People, but facts and the truth never lies. You need to wake up and realize that this isn't just your world. This is our country. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be. African-American beauty is a wonderful thing. We have beautiful lips, thick hips, long legs, strong cheekbones, and most importantly, amazing and natural hair. For the longest time, being black or Afrocentric was an issue in this world to certain people and states. For some reason, white people couldn't understand why, finally, black folks loved their skin they were in. No more tearing us down. We were proud to be the African-American queen or king walking in this country that we built. We were happy and had a purpose. We would wear our hair out in afros and wear bell bottoms and have dashikis on and use afro sheen and just love being in this beautiful melatonin skin. The problem was, there came a time when we stopped listening to the white man. Then white people... Yes, ruled the South, but we carved a little self-confidence in there. 
Having speakers like Malcolm X, Huey P. Newton, Bobby Seale, Angela Davis, MLK, the Black Panther Party, Stokely Carmichael, and etc. Speaking on us and for us and telling us that Black is beautiful, the white man is lying and trying to hold you down. We started to actually believe that and be proud of that. For so long, we were told and looked as if less than and not equal. And now we are starting to believe we were. The balance in the white scale was not going the way they wanted anymore, and it became an issue. For no reason, churches and buildings were being bombed, little kids dying and young adults getting hung for just being black. Black folks had to go to church in private for fear of being burned or hung alive. Which, if you think about it, it makes no sense because who burned the church? Unless you don't believe in God, and if you don't believe in God, doesn't that make you a sinner? Church is for everyone, and no one should have to live in fear. We're just trying, or just trying to read the Word of God, but not everyone saw it that way. No one is debating who had a worse or better than the next person, but in this case, I am saying that black and brown people continuously have it worse. There is never a reason why. It just seems to be the norm, as if that was what is supposed to happen. But that shouldn't be the case at all. There should be some understanding and level of respect to each party involved. Black people, as time went on, didn't have to show respect to white people after all they have been done to them. Yet we do, or we have to. If we don't, we are looked at as uneducated, well-mannered individuals. We always have to be on our best behavior when we attend an event that is out of our element, and we are told to be someone we aren't, essentially. Why is that? Why do Black people always have to adjust to everyone who's around them? Why can't it be the other way around? Better yet, not at all. African Americans have been adjusting for 401 plus years, and we have been accepting to everyone else around us. Why, why, why? The needs to come, there needs to come a time where we don't have to rearrange our schedule to fit in with your society or what you see as perfect. Because there is no perfect life or world where whites or the superior race and blacks just have to obey their every desire. It is unrealistic and shouldn't be asked to do anymore. How long must we suffer this injustice that is the U.S. of A. when essentially we are all here as equal nationalities or was that a hoax as well? There has to be some sort of balance on the scale in the society that I live in. I am so tired of turning on the television and seeing another one of my brothers and sisters slain. Enough is enough, and as a whole in this country, you should be tired and as outraged as I am. Black people shouldn't always be the one and only ones taking the burden of slack and for white African, for white Americans' hatred and uneducated tendencies. How is that fair? It isn't and needs to be addressed and looked at closely. And I believe until we do that, we won't truly be free. Black people have been wanting to be free for so many years now, and I always feel as if we have little spurts and moments when that is reachable. When I wake up, reality hits, and it is as if we are back to square one on this ferris wheel of racism and living while black. My ancestors, my poor ancestors, I can go back in time and see how life as a slave or life as being a Negro and African American was during that time I would. To truly, and I mean truly, understand someone you have and walk in their shoes. Because you can talk as much as you want, but you never will really know. Everyone tries to understand, try to get what it is like to be black in America and to be black in the 50s through 70s, but no one can. Because only I know and can understand my people and our struggle because it is our struggle. No matter how many books you read, no matter how many courses you try to teach, no one can fathom the life of African American. In a scary but also self-rewarding experience and i believe that once we can see that not everything is a shareable experience we can start working on what is important building this country 
or what it is truly meant to accomplish and not just from monuments but also to have the same freedom as everyone else freedom is for all and not just one race or one society it is for all and should be looked at as such so <laughs> that concludes chapter nine of my book our ancestors i hope you guys enjoyed it um like i said last week these next few chapters after chapter seven are kind of like more of a history lesson type of chapter more of like a synopsis of my view on society as a whole you know as an african-american in my young youth so that's what these next few chapters will be discussing or diving into so i do hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope everybody's having a safe week. Um, so far, these days are going by so fast. It's already November 1st. I hope everybody has either voted by mail or um, voted early or voted in Dropbox. But if not, and if you're like me, I hope to see you guys at the polls on Tuesday because it is more important than ever to go out and vote. No matter which way you do it, be safe. Stay six feet apart and wear a mask. But please, please, please go out and vote this election and we've heard this many many times in the past few months it's very important so everybody and i do mean everybody needs to go out and vote we have two more days two more days so please go out and vote again this is another episode of one and pure's podcast um every week every sunday at six o'clock, six thirty Eastern Central Time, will be available on SoundCloud, Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, all the other stuff at Lana Impure. I hope everybody had a blessed week and enjoyed the rest of their beautiful Sunday wherever you are, whether it's raining or not raining. And like I always say, do something you did yesterday that you didn't do today. Have a great evening and enjoy the rest of your week.